Thank you for listening to the Rivers Church podcast with Pastor Andre and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help your daily life. We pray that this message will help in whatever season of life you might be in. Well, you know, people ask, is it possible to live life to the full in the midst of challenging circumstances? I think it is possible to live life to the full in the midst of challenging circumstances because living life to the full is a choice. It's not just something that happens to you, it's a choice. And so the series today is called Living Life to the Full in Challenging Times. You see, in other words, it doesn't matter what happens to you, it's what happens again in you by choice. And we have to constantly make a choice every day. As I start today, let me remind you of Psalm 118 and verse 24, probably one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. It says, this is the day the Lord has made. This is the gift you've been given. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, please help us, save us, give us success. So this is the day you've got. This is the gift you've got. You make a decision about the kind of day it is, whether good or bad, and you rejoice in it because it's a gift from God and you need to be grateful that you are actually alive. And I think we can't choose the times, but we can choose how. We will live through the times and we have to constantly make a choice. Now, as I introduce today's topic, as we look at a, a focus today, how many of you realize in life there are always two opposites? God's created opposites. In fact, right in the beginning, he made the sun and the moon. And it's good and bad. There's male and female. There's negative and positive in electricity and in life. And you've got a choice to make all the time. Negative people believe in the bad. They only see the problems and they focus on that. But positive people have chosen, despite the day, to see the good, to see the positive, to see God at work, even in the midst of death, recession, and challenges. I think it's better to be positive than to be negative. And some Christians, sadly, are very negative. You've got to be careful because negativity creeps up on you. And before you know it, you're speaking negatively and you don't even know it. I've seen this happen to me. You watch the news. You're a leader. You're informed. You want to be in touch with what's going on. You don't want to be ignorant of the COVID cases and the economy of the world, what your people are facing as you minister. So you talk about it, and before you know it, creeping negativity has almost overtaken you. But we're talking the truth. But this is the reality. We've got to guard against it. Because we've got to be positive people if you're going to live life to the full, or all you'll see is the problems of life, not the promises of God. It's possible to have faith in God, yet be negative about everything else in life. In fact, suicidal people have more faith in God than they have in life. Suicidal people say this, life sucks, life is bad, politics are messed up, people are un, uh, you know, unreliable, look at men, look at women, look at the church, da, 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 da. but you know what, I'm going to take my life because God is good and I'm going to heaven. You can be suicidal and actually uh, so negative about life, yet be positive in God. In fact, a lot of Christians have strong faith in God, but no faith in life. We've got to be positive people. And I think as Christians, we've got to be very careful that we only 
see the bad in everything. Zig Ziglar said this, and I think it's a powerful statement. You all remember the late Zig Ziglar, the motivational uh, Baptist pastor who's passed away now? He says, some people do really find fault like there's a reward for it. I think it's the truth. The general conversation that we have at a table, you just analyze it. I, I do this all the time, and it's very difficult. Most of our conversations are about the problems in the world. Now, you want to enjoy life to the full, but you're negative. So what I want to speak on today is living a positive life. If you're going to enjoy life to the full, you have to live a positive life. And I'll give you five ways to do that in a moment. W. Clement Stone was a businessman in America and an author, and uh, he developed the philosophy called positive mental attitude, which many Christians attack. But nonetheless, it was the reason for his success. And uh, he said this, he said there's a very little difference in people, but that little difference makes a big difference. The little difference is attitude, the big difference is whether it is positive or negative. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but online and, and if, you, if you're on YouTube and so on, you'll notice that Christians often attack a positive attitude as like a new age thing. Oh, Rivers Church, they enter that self-esteem positive stuff as though it's bad. No, the Bible is extremely positive. And while our hope mustn't just be in positivity, our hope is in the Lord. We're anchor to the anchor to the rock as we saw today. We've still got to be positive people. We've got to see the good. We've got to see the potential. We've got to see the possibilities. And although the Bible doesn't talk directly or specifically in many instances about positivity, it's like healthy eating. The Bible doesn't hammer you about healthy eating, but guess what? If you follow healthy eating, you'll be better off for it. Your life will be vastly improved if you eat well. Isn't that the truth? And so we need to embrace this and not be negative about it. Tyler Perry the American actor who is a committed Christian, is uh, very successful as well, by the way. He gives some advice, and he says, it's most important that you surround yourself with positivity always and have it in your mind at all times. See, it's not just knowledge about the Bible, but it's attitude that we need. And when you've got a positive attitude, success generally comes your way, and you do live life to the full because you're seeing the good things not the bad things. Does that make sense? 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1, Peter kind of encourages us and he says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words, the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. I think wholesome thinking implies that there's unwholesome thinking. And unwholesome thinking, in my mind, is negativity. And it's very easy to get there. You remember the prayer of David in the Psalms, Psalm 19? He says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, my thinking, be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You see, what's inside you is what will come out of your mouth. And we've got to adopt a spirit of positivity if we're wanting to be successful. Zig Ziglar again says, positive thinking will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. So let me just pause. If you're a Christian today, and most of the team in the room would probably agree with me today as leaders understanding this principle, but if you're watching online today and you're a Christian 
and you don't think that positive thinking is good, listen, positive thinking will cause you to do everything better. Marriage, life, driving, eating, just look. You want to live life to the full, you have to start with a positive attitude. You have to live life positively. And when you do, life takes on new meaning. Here's a word of advice that we can all take to heart, and I think it will be on the screen. Never receive, entertain, or nourish the dream-destroying, people-destroying, opportunity-ignoring, success-strangling negative thoughts into your mind. Don't take negative thoughts into your mind because they will strangle your opportunity. And what happens to us is things begin to build a picture in our mind till eventually South Africa is a terrible place to live. The world is terribly evil and all we can see is the negatives. But in the midst of it, there's a lot of good. And just before I give you these five ways that we can deal with living a life that's positive, there's this well-known scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, which I must quote today. And it says here, this tells us what we must do, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Don't just let thoughts come in and block up your head. Don't let creeping negativity just end up in, yeah, but I'm speaking fact, you know, this is the, this is the reality. Yes, we know the reality, but we have to look at things positively. You know, I'm not speaking on this because I don't have anything else to speak on. This is not being spoken on because I spoke on it before many, many years ago. This is being spoken on because I felt the Lord put his finger on me and say, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. There's a danger coming in again into your life, into the life of leaders, into the lives of everyone around. And you need to address this so that we can all live life to the full. Because Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life to the full, it says in different translations. Let me give you number one, and we'll spend time on number four, because I want to unpack number four, but five ways today that we can live a positive life. Number one, this is, a, this is, this is something you must understand. It creates energy for achievement. You need to recognize that positivity and a positive approach creates energy for achievement. When you, when you, when you don't have a positive approach, the energy in your life, and I'm not talking about some weird energy, I'm talking about your literal life force, your strength will be drained out of you. And, and to, to just reiterate that, uh, Proverbs 17 and verse 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. When you are positive, guess what? Energy is released into your life. It's, it's an amazing thing. You, you, you need the Holy Spirit. You need God's Spirit to reveal God's truth to you and to comfort you. But you also need a positive spirit so that your body's energized. You get up in the morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. It's cloudy. It's overcast. It, it's cold. And I, I wish it wouldn't be cold. And it's going to be 17 during this week again. But nonetheless, whatever day is given, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And you suddenly find you've got strength to do things. Negative people are lethargic, positive people are energized. And our physical bodies are affected by our internal disposition. Positivity builds strength. That's why you need to be positive around sick and weary people. You can't afford to be negative around them. You add to their woes. Robert Schuller, who many have criticized but has been a real help in many ways, 
to the Christian church by helping us to think differently. Sadly, he's passed away and, and has had some challenges at the end of his life, but I think he has added tremendous, tremendous value to the Christian church. And he says this, he says, words are not just letters strung together. Words are the incarnation of emotions and the stimulators of emotion. A word can be a balm or a bomb. A positive word makes you feel good. A negative word leaves you feeling depressed and defeated. Words release energy. Sure, all of us would agree. A single word can turn you on or it can turn you off. A negative word can diffuse your enthusiasm for a project. A positive word releases positive energy and becomes a creative force. You want to be happy? You want to enjoy life to the full? You want to have a spring in your step? Be positive. In fact, if you want to slow down aging, be positive. Because what happens as you get older, and this is the challenge with aging, is you get wiser, you see more, you, the, the glamour of life is removed. You know when you're like 20-something, BMW, metallic paint. When you get to 60-something, you, you know how many BMWs you've seen come and go? And they all end up in the scrap heap. There's nothing glamorous about life anymore, and you can become quite old and been there, done that, seen that. Oh, yeah, are you getting married? Oh, yeah, we've been married 50 years. You've got to be careful because it'll actually, it will accelerate your aging process. Christine Brinkley, Christy Brinkley, sorry, is an actress. She's, can you believe this? She's 67 years old. Just look at her. She says this, adopting a really positive attitude can work wonders to adding years to your life. A spring to your step, a sparkle to your eye, and all of that. Let me say to the older married couples, I wonder what all of that is. But listen, do you want to be happy in life? You, 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 you've got to change your attitude. Because guess what? It releases energy for achievement. Number two, the second thing about living a positive life is this. It reflects our inner victory. You can tell if a person is living in inner victory or alternatively, if they're negative, it reflects inner defeat. I've purposely made it positive today. But when people are negative, you can tell that they are defeated on the inside. It's not what happens around us. It's what happens in us that is of such, such importance. And a positive life is one where your mind has won over the negative circumstances and is walking above them and your emotions are not being dragged down. You've got to be strong, strong people. I have read a lot by a man called uh, uh, Ray T. Bennett, and he's, known, he's an author, but he's known as a thought leader. He helps you think better. And uh, Ray T. Bennett said this. He said, you cannot control what happens to you but you can control the way you think about all the events. You always have a choice. You can choose to face them with a positive mental attitude. How many of you know, no one who's negative on the inside is gonna be positive on the outside, unless they're a very good act actor. And we've gotta be careful that we don't act our Christianity. We've gotta actually be real and deal with the issues on the inside of us. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man, or the positive man as well, uh, brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Are you storing up positives? Or are you storing up negatives? 
I'll tell you what, one of the best ways to store up negatives is to start your day by picking up your phone and going to News 24 and reading what they've got to say. ESCOM's bad, the government's bad, they're spying on China, uh, our own people are spying on China, for, for China. There's all this, by the time you have your coffee, you might as well put arsenic in it because you are done for. You've actually got to get up and say, hang on a minute, before I take doses of that, I've got to discipline myself. What does this day look like for me? Let me pray. Let me just focus on the good things for today. And that, now, okay, I'm strong enough and I'm ready now and I'm wide awake. Let me, let me see what's happening in the world because as a leader, I must know, but I'm going to adopt a positive spirit because I don't want to store up negatives in my mind. You know, everybody in the Bible that we read about is at some stage faced depression. David, Elijah, Solomon, uh, even the disciples. I think Peter became depressed when, after he'd let Jesus down. But David speaks about how he became negative and then he caught himself. And some time back I've preached on this, uh, dealt with this extensively. It's a wonderful psalm, Psalm 73. But I just want to pull a piece out of it here and remind you that you've got to take control of this because you either have inner victory or you have inner defeat. And he, he says here, as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. You see, when you're positive, you stand strong. When you're negative, you get thrown about. He says, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree. They increase in wealth. They take tenders and pass them on to their friends. They, they, they do kickbacks in, in PP. Oh, sorry, it's not in there. The world has not changed. When you see the wicked getting away with it, it makes you negative and he says surely in vain have I kept my heart pure in vain have I washed my hands in innocence all day long I've been plagued I've been punished every morning you see what happens when you become negative if I had said I will speak thus I would have betrayed your children in other words he says if I'd let this get a grip on me I would have slipped I would have started talking like this and I would have affected all the people around me as leaders in the room we've got to be extremely careful We've got to help each other and we've got to be on our guard because we are being assailed by negativity in the church and outside the church. And it's easy to focus on it, especially if you're on YouTube. Guess what? You won't see good reports about people who've stood the test of time, like Pastor Brian and Bobby, who've built a phenomenal church, not perfect, like no one's church is perfect. But when you go online, do you hear the positives? Do you see the achievements? No, all you see is individuals poking holes and looking for things that have not even been proved, we've got to be careful we don't go along with that because we discourage each other and we discourage the church. Let our life reflect the victory in us and the sign of a defeated person is someone who's constantly negative about life. I don't know if you realize it, but inner victory is vital to success. In fact, if you ask any sports coach, can your players be realistic and negative? And when? They'll tell you no. You have to stir them to positivity to overcome. And one of the great coaches in America who's been well publicized and a book was written about him and I've, I've taken an interest in his life over the many, many years, he's passed away now, uh, is a man called Tom Landry and uh, he spent 29 seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys probably one of the biggest football teams in America. We went to their stadium and were allowed to privy like a big 
big window that you go and you're allowed to look on the playing field and all the young, and, and they took us in a room and showed us all that, all that they eat. It's all written on the wall. So the name of the player, like Devin Fugot Coast, will be on the wall and then what his weight is and what he ate yesterday and what he's eating today and then how, how he's training. All that stuff, all those secrets on the wall. I was allowed to go in there. We weren't allowed to take pictures. And uh, you'll see every now and again, I wear a blue T-shirt with a star on it. It's my, I just like the T-shirt, but it's the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, this guy was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And he said this, you've got to anticipate the positive element all the time. Because once you start thinking about the negative possibilities that you may miss the Super Bowl, Super Bowl or you may lose, you may be fired next week. Such negative thinking drastically reduces your chances of achieving your best. And so we try to think positively. Do they train? Do they eat properly? Do they practice? Do they do the right stuff? Yes, but then the mental attitude is vital to winning, to having inner victory before there's outer victory. How can you live life to the full? You've got to be victorious on the inside and positive on the inside. Number three, I hope this is helping you. Here's a short point. Spend social time with positive people. Very important. You know, I've said this repeatedly. I've quoted this saying, we hear through our peers, not through our ears. The people you spend time with will speak into your life and leave a deposit, and you've got to be careful that you spend time with the right people. Birds of a feather flock together. And neg negative people are annoyed by positive people. Positive people sometimes are annoyed by negative people. And uh, it's amazing how negative people find each other in church. I remember when we used to have services. Negative people gravitate to each other. And this is what they say. People are saying, oh, have you heard that too? I've also heard that. And then when you investigate, it's like three people out of a thousand. Hmm? It's like that pond that the guy had outside his house. And the frogs were keeping him awake. And he called in the exterminators. And he said, there's at least 100 frogs in there. I need professionals. And they drained the swamp and they found three frogs. And church life is the same. The negative people croak the loudest. And you've got to be careful who you spend time with. Because negative people will always complain. The music is too loud. Have you heard that? That's why we have earplugs at Rivers when you come back. And the changes that you're making are too quick. Well, how would you like us to do it over the next 20 years? Change is change. You've got to adapt. And change is not made, listen, on any of our campuses, change is not made rashly or just because. It's always made for the good of everybody. We might make changes in our house, move furniture around, and realize, oh, actually, that was just a whim. But in church life, we don't do that. And negative people will home in on that, and another one, Pastor Chris mentioned this morning, people are always asking for money. Now, we're not always asking for money. We're always asking briefly to remind you your responsibility. Because a church this size does not exist on hoping that you get a, oh, yes, I'll give. It's a very important principle. Just like everything else we teach on. And, and here's the favorite one that people are negative about. Other churches are open, you know. Oh, really? We've been asleep. Oh, we'll open now. No, we think and we plan. And we're positive and sensible. And I think we've got to be careful who we spend time with because who you spend time with is who you will become. 
And here's the thing, if, if people are always coming to you and complaining to you and being negative with you, you've got to ask yourself why. Why do they feel comfortable to do that? How come they feel that they can do that? Maybe they recognize you as someone who will resonate with negativity. You've got to say, no, I'm going to be a positive person. I'm going to spend time with positive people. Number four, here's the fourth one. We need to unpack this in a couple of minutes. See your potential in God before the problems of life. You've always got to recognize that there is potential even though there are problems. Isn't that the truth? And, and, and let me remind you here, the 12 spies that went into the promised land, they saw potential, but they also saw problems. Isn't that true? But here's the thing. How many saw problems? 10 of the 12. That's the world today. 10, 10 out of 12 people will see the problems. We've got to be the two that see the potential. And if you keep looking for the problems, you'll think you're a very wise person but you will live with negativity. A Christian needs to see the possibilities in God, not just the problems of life. And the majority of people are negative. I don't have time to read it this morning, but you can go and read Numbers 13. It says there that the majority of the report of the spies was negative. And so we've got to be careful that we don't get trapped. And I want to give you five reasons why negativity is extremely dangerous for our lives. Because these spies brought a negative report, they, 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 they spoke about the problems, and it affected the entire community and kept them out of the promised land. And, and here's, here's five things that you can write down. Negativity sees giants before it sees fruit. If you want to know whether you're negative or positive, do you see giants or do you see fruit? There was a bunch of grapes that took two men to carry. Talk about potential. But they saw the giants only and we must see the potential not just the problems norman vincent peale said one way to become enthusiastic is to look for the plus sign to make progress in any difficult situation you have to start with what's right about it and build on that if all we see is negativity and giants we will be done for let's see fruit before we see giants number two negativity speaks with false authority and influences people. Have you noticed how people who are negative talk with like authority? Like they really clued up? You know, in case you didn't know, this is how many cases they're going to be, and this is how many people are going to die, and you're like, wow, hey, they've read up. And in the end, it turns out it's not like that. We've got to constantly speak faith in the face of facts. And we've got to be careful that we don't listen to negativity because it speaks with a false authority, and it influences people. We've got to speak with God's authority. And God said they were going into the land and that they were well able to conquer the giants. In the land of Canaan, the spies spoke the facts and they spoke with authority and they influenced the people. Number three, negativity justi justifies itself by exaggerating. Yes, but have you really seen? I must confess, sadly, and you will probably agree with me, we've all been down that road where we talk in a conversation and then we highlight all the negatives because, man, I've read up on this and it's terrible. We've actually got to be careful that we don't exaggerate and the spies exaggerated. They said they've got, they've got you know, cities with walls to the sky and we saw the giants here, the sons of Anak, and they brought out all the negatives instead of bringing out the positives. Negative people will say this, everybody says I'm negative, but I'm only telling the truth. 
Now you're exaggerating. You can't exaggerate the negative. It will cloud out God's positives and God's word. Germany Kent is a female author in America, and she says there is too much negativity in the world. Do your best to make sure you aren't contributing to it. And number four here, negativity speaks out of fear, low self-esteem, and troubled emotions. It's not speaking out of neutrality. It's psyched up. And the spies spoke out of fear. They spoke out of low self-esteem. We seemed like grasshoppers, they said. Low self-esteem. And then the Bible says the people cried. Numbers 14.1. The people cried and wailed all night. We've got to be careful of that. Because our hearts will get overtaken by negativity. Robert Schuller said it takes but one positive thought when given a chance to survive and thrive to overpower an entire army of negative thoughts. Isn't that the truth? And then the fifth reason here why negativity is extremely dangerous is it always takes us backwards. You will never go forward with negativity. In fact, the spies spoke negatively, the people responded, and then God said they're not gonna go into the land. They went backwards. And negativity always makes you see backwards. It never takes you forwards. You always lose out. Someone once said this, a negative mind will never give you a positive life. Only in the world of mathematics do two negatives multiply into a positive. So nowhere in your life can you move forward if you are negative. Number five, and my last point, I hope this has helped you today, stirred something in you. This is not new stuff. This is not like, well, this is the first time we've ever heard this, Pastor. How awesome. This is a very good reminder of just something that is so basic, but it could change our lives and help us to live a full life and a happy life in the midst of challenging times. Number five, we must train our thoughts and mouths to be positive. It takes training. Your tongue is like an unruly member. In the book of James, it talks about it. It's like a fire. It's like a rudder. You've got to train your mouth, but you've also got to train your thoughts. And uh, here's the truth. Negativity comes more naturally than positivity. That's why we're negative. Because it's more natural to see the problems. And if we want a life of success and joy, we have to go against the grain and retrain ourselves. Benjamin Chapman is a Christian author and he's written a book, I love the title of it, I bought it some time back, it's called Thinking by Design. And he says, to think positive day in and day out requires self-discipline. Being positive and happy is not very difficult when everything is going good in life. It is, however, when life seems to be cramming lemons down your throat. The self-discipline that is needed comes in those moments where you feel weak and desire to be negative in your thinking and life. I said it earlier, negativity creeps up on you. And guess what? The number one source is the media. It's never positive. Do you notice how they exaggerate when the petrol price, petrol price is going up yet again? And then it's like a side note when it's coming down. Petrol and diesel will drop by. It's going up again. Well, you know what I've realized? When it goes up, it comes down. And then it goes up. And it comes down. So when I hear the negativity about it going up, I go, it's just going to come down again. But negativity sells. And you have to guard your mind. And you have to discipline your thoughts. 
Otherwise, it will invade your life. It's a decision that we need to make. Isn't that the truth? Zig Ziglar says, I'm convinced after more than 50 years in the field of motivation that anyone who wants to learn to look at life and their circumstances in a positive light can do so. You were not born permanently negative. If you really want to, after 50 years, he says, of looking at people and dealing with people, you can if you really want to. It's a choice and it is a decision. And just two things here as I come to a close. Roy T. Bennett, who I mentioned earlier, the thought leader, he says, discipline your mind to think positively, to see the good in every situation and look on the best side of every event. Start each day with a positive thought and a grateful heart. You say, well, that's very good, Pastor Andre. You've quoted a lot of people who are motivational speakers and leaders. Yes, I have. But let me take you to the Apostle Paul. As we close today, the most positive person in the midst of negative circumstances. And I'm going to remind you of a scripture that you know well, but we need to read it. Philippians chapter 4 in the Living Bible. He says, and our brothers, that includes sisters. As I close this letter, let me say this one more thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely. What's lovely? It doesn't have to be spiritual. It could just be lovely. And dwell on the fine. That's the positive. Good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about. Keep putting into practice all you learned from me and saw me doing. And here's a promise. And the God of peace will be with you. Now listen to me today as I close. This is important. Isn't God with us all the time anyway? Isn't the Holy Spirit with us? Do we not have Jesus in us? So now he's saying, but if you're positive, God, peace will be with you. You know what? You'll experience God in a different way to how you will experience him just in the normal when you're positive. You will, something will happen on the inside. Energy and peace will come. That's not natural. It's supernatural if you discipline your thoughts and you avoid negativity. And once you get that peace and you get that strength and that energy, you can live life to the full, not drag your heels hoping when COVID is one day going to be over. And one day when we get back to church, everything will then get better. Now we can enjoy it right now. Despite 50 people, 100 people, 250, it's not the numbers in the building, it's my disposition on the inside that counts. Living life to the full in challenging times isn't easy, but God has called us to live like that. And you know, the devil's stolen enough from us. Let's reclaim our joy. Let's reclaim living life and enjoying life despite the cases, and let's live a full and positive life. I want to close with this verse from John chapter 10, and I could have opened with it, but I thought I'd close with it. From the Living Bible, it says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. The New Living Translation says of verse 10, a rich and satisfying life. How many of you want a rich and satisfying life? I certainly do. I don't want to be weighed down by negativity. I want to enjoy my life no matter what's going on around me because life is never ideal, but God is always good. If you're watching me online today as a Christian, 
I hope the word has encouraged you and I hope you'll make a decision to choose your friends carefully, to, to avoid negativity and uh, to train your thoughts and your words. And uh, let's lift our lives up despite what's going on in the world. We can't uh, choose the day, but we can choose how. We're going to embrace the day and what we're going to make of the day. And, uh, you know, when Jesus spoke about life, he spoke about two kinds of life. He spoke about eternal life, but he also spoke about a quality of life. The word Zoe, is, it's called a God kind of life. So as a Christian, you should be experiencing a God kind of life, but you can only have a God kind of life once you've been given the eternal life, which is life without ending. And that's what Jesus gave Lazarus when he called him out of the tomb. And that's what he wants to give us one day when we die. If you don't know Jesus today, you don't have eternal life. Neither do you have a God kind of life. You can read the Bible, you can know about Jesus, but the God kind of life comes when you receive eternal life in the person of Christ. If you want to do that today, you need to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He's been raised from the dead, and that He's your Savior for all your sins. And when you make Him Lord, you say, come take charge of my life. I give you my heart and I commit to follow you. Lord, save me. Then you receive that gift of eternal life and you receive the God kind of life. So I'm going to pray with you. Come in the room. Let's pray with those online who are making a decision today. Let's pray like this. Thank you, Father, that you sent your Son, who was the life, to come and save us. We believe in Him today and make Him Lord of our lives and receive forgiveness for our sins. Lord Jesus, take my life. I commit to follow you and be a Christian. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message. 